Hey, it's the only Star Trek podcast that exists on the internet, right? Yep. It's the only one. I, the only I keep one. checking just to make sure um, the, so that I can shut down any other ones. January Bye. 19th, 1988 is when Data Lore, the episode we're going to talk about, came out. And the number one song for that week is not the song that we're about to play. And the it's reason not. it's not, and the reason okay. we're not playing the, the number one song is because it's a Michael Jackson song. And I don't like to play Michael Jackson anymore. You know, like maybe if you've got reasons that supersede mine, there's maybe a reason to play Michael Jackson. I don't see the need to ever listen to any of his music ever again. So I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, I've heard it a million times. Some mm -hmm. great songs in there. Uh, I don't need to listen to them. Okay um but this was the number two song in the okay. country look at that oh man some good do you know snapping. this song i don't know probably i feel like <laughs> <laughs> in excess yep. what a great song yep. i know that song now I know that riff. Really? I, I I don't know what's I don't know much about this band, like outside of their hit songs. But their hits, I think, are just really good. And this video's prime 80s. Like oh, he, had a, he had a rat crawling on him. He's in black and white. He's huge. Wearing a leather jacket without a shirt. The the band members are small compared <laughs> and he's oh, sort of like he's uh, got some like some uh, filter yeah on him some video effects leather jacket open no mm -hmm. shirt on underneath mm -hmm. what a short song three minutes hmm. oh man there's some real good mullets in here yeah the just showered look mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that like wet curl yeah uh, what a great song I I I, I, I Two thumbs up for this song. Yeah, so far I've pretty much enjoyed every song that you have played at the beginning of these episodes. Yeah. The 80s had some good stuff, man. Yeah. Um wait, do we go from do we go from talking about open jacket to <laughs> the open jacket that you had? Yes. Uh this is an important and very uh relevant transition is to go from the song. <laughs> when uh, this episode came out to just the other open jacket imagery that has been it? on my mind. Um, I'm sharing screen now. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to share my screen. And it is <laughs> Professor Kukui <laughs> from Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, so folks can safely Google that, I think. <laughs> I do probably have safe search on safe search because this is my work computer yeah i mean i'm not using my work computer for personal things like a podcast why nope. would i do that nope um but i do probably have safe search on he yeah. is wearing some like knee length sweatpants shorts mm -hmm. um green water shoes <laughs> a kind of cool like white baseball cap with a like a rainbow and a sun on it yeah and the and the sun is like in the middle 
bottom of the rainbow. Yeah. So kind it of makes tiny. Like a, yeah, a little tiny sun in the middle. Um, and then he has uh, some sort of just really light shades, light sunglasses that kind of <laughs> like the wraparound style. Yeah, you like can still see his eyes. Like if you ordered it on Zenny, it would be like instead of 80% gray, which is what the sunglasses are, that, that mm-hmm. would be like 40 percent yeah. gray yeah. yeah um it's probably just like a like a filter like a um like a polarized yeah filter mm-hmm. or something because it's it this pokemon <laughs> does take place on a tropical island uh, there's a lot of water reflection he's got a goatee but the most important part is he does wear a lab coat that is open with no shirt on underneath and this is what he wears every day while he teaches children about pokemon it's not if you <laughs> If you see somebody and you have actual children who looks like that, you should not let them go to that school. Like it would almost be better if he was not wearing the jacket. <laughs> like if he yeah, was just I mean, wearing make, the, the trunks. Yeah, because then maybe he's like teaching him swimming or something. Yeah, I mean, fine. Right. I mean, they, yeah. they do a lot of like stuff on the beach. But I want to go yeah, to a the, beach. Right? I don't want to go to the... Beach. Can I tell you, mm-hmm. tangent from this tangent, mm-hmm. beaches, when Minnesotans say, let's go to the beach, mm-hmm. it depresses me to no end because I grew up in Florida and that is not oh, a beach. It is not the same kind of beach. And it's a cosplay. And the beaches in, oh God, that guy. Um, and the beaches... The one that's closest to me is like Lake Nokomis, mm-hmm. but people go to that beach and it's just like you got a hundred people in there fighting for like 500 feet of space. Yeah, 500 feet of, of sand. And then the water's not getting naturally circulated. And you walk out and you're like bumping elbows with people in like mm. this little roped off area. And you're like, no, that's not fun. I don't like this. I don't like anything about this. Mm-hmm. I want to get stung by jellyfish, eaten by sharks, concussion from a boogie board. Have you ever been on a boogie board? You know, I have not. Do you know what a boogie board is? I do. It's one okay. of the little ones, right? Yeah, surfing, you stand up and you're like, boogie board is like, boogie board is, it's meant to be like, it's short. It's like generally made out of styrofoam. It's made to, you catch the wave by like kind of belly flopping and you're, you're just, holding the boogie board underneath you like this mm-hmm. takes way less skill yeah we had so it's not the same at all but we did have something similar for gym class in middle school we had these like for swimming yeah yeah those little swimmer yeah yeah it's yeah. similar concept for but sure it was but not there was no there were no waves involved i've you, never been on a wave except in a boat we gotta we gotta change that we got to take a road trip to it's, Florida, man. Th- yeah, there's. Ugh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and there's no there's no transition. I want to maybe <laughs> there's no transition for this, but can I play that other clip that we were looking at before? Yeah. Here, I'll stop sharing. Okay. Let me. Um, so I'm drinking some. Probably obje- objectively not good coffee. It's mm-hmm. it's Bustello like instant coffee, 
And what made me want to get here, here's the clip that made me want to get this. Um, oh wait, let me, let me see if I can, it, it does this annoying like autoplay thing and then I can't restart it. So let me see. Well, I'm glad you're here so we can get this all straightened out. Would you like a cup of tea? You got any coffee? Coffee? Yeah, coffee. I no, I don't drink down. coffee. Yeah, you don't drink coffee? How about instant coffee? No, I don't have. You don't have any instant coffee? Well, I don't normally. Who doesn't have instant coffee? I don't. You buy a jar of Folgers crystals, you put it in a cupboard, you forget about it. And later on, when you need it, it's there. It lasts forever. It's freeze-dried. Freeze-dried crystals. <laughs> really, I have to remember that. You took this book out in 1971. Yes, and I returned it in 1971. Yeah, 71. That was my first year on the job. Bad year for libraries. Bad year for America. Hippies burning library cards. Abby Huffman telling everybody to steal books. I don't judge a man by the length of his hair, the kind of music he listens to. Rock was never my bag. But you put on a pair of shoes when you walk into the New York Public Library, fella. Mr. Bookman. I returned that book. I remember it very specifically. You're a comedian. You make people laugh. I try. You think this is all a big joke, don't you? <laughs> okay. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. So that that was from uh, Seinfeld. It's the Library Cop episode. Philip Baker Hall as Lieutenant Bookman, <laughs> the Library God. Cop. That's such a good name. But it, but his argument makes total sense. You just it's I've been I saw that clip on this awesome instagram account seidenfeld underscore new york they just play mm -hmm. seinfeld clips like every day you're just scrolling through like food or like people taking pictures of themselves or the cats and then like every day you just get like this little perfect little dose of seinfeld you know and um nice. but it makes sense just have some just have some instant coffee mm -hmm. i usually have some i am currently out I, I, this is the first time I've had instant coffee in, in my possession years, got to be 10 years the last time I bought instant coffee. I always mm. had some around. Yeah. I like having instant decaf specifically. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Because uh, mm -hmm. sometimes I just want like a little coffee in the evening. Yep. I don't want to like make a thing. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. And then. I don't really have much for our for our current events, so much so that I don't want to dig up the music. I think current, that's fine. Current events, current events, current, current events. It'll be nice to get our... Oh, here's a weird thing. Mm -hmm. Just today, I got the, the IRS tax letter notifying me about my... EIP2 payment and I had to like for 600 bucks and I had to be like wait how many how many wait I thought it was 1400 and then I was like wait no didn't we get money last year what year is it how long has the pandemic <laughs> been going on didn't wasn't Trump president once wait it was that a was that a big fever dream when that happened um didn't he give us money and how much at the beginning? And I couldn't remember. And then this thing just, I just got this piece of paper. And I was like, wait, I, I thought I got that. So anyway, I figured it out for, for whatever reason. For whatever reason, that's, I guess I'm going to have to have this probably when I file my taxes or something. Um, 
but we're going to get 1400 bucks. Can I say, here's an unpopular thought from a, I consider myself to be pretty left. Mm-hmm. But I'm maybe I'm not left enough. It makes sense to me what how Biden had to do this. Like, yes, he says, we're going to get $2,000 payments for, for everybody. I don't know. I don't view that as him like, going back on what he said or anything he's, he's trying to get a bill passed it's not like it's not like he can i guess he could do an executive order i don't even know how that works i don't know that he could do that you know mm-hmm. so i don't i'm not i'm i'm not mad about it but i'm also not somebody like if i didn't get that 1400 bucks i'd be okay right so I, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not the demographic that needs to be mad about this, but I think the argument of, oh, here he goes, he's lying through his teeth. Like, I just don't see it that way. Do you? Um, yeah, I don't necessarily feel like it's him lying. I feel like the 1400, um, Rachel has a cat climbing on her and <laughs> into her shirt right now. I was trying to be like serious. Like, oh God, Simon, that's your point. This is really funny. Now the um, now the cat. I'm looking at, at somebody with the headset on mm-hmm. and a cat has their <laughs> entire body <laughs> within this person's shirt and their head mm-hmm. is poking out of the shirt and, and staring funny. exactly at... <laughs> Oh my God, Simon. He's okay. Very, he's very comfortable. Right now. That is so um, ridiculous. Okay, please continue. Uh, yes. So I don't, I feel like um, a lot of people were owed more money than just the $1,400. Um, yeah, that's like, fair. I would be fine without it, but the 14 the 2000 got promised like so long ago and the idea that um one thing that that keeps getting like bandied about is uh the concern that oh if people get $1400 they're not going to want to go back to work it's like $1400 for the poor person will like keep them afloat for like maybe a month or two mhm mm-hmm. but there is I think there was the expectation, whether or not it was explicitly stated, that Biden would somehow make up for all of the money that had been promised during the whole pandemic that was never received. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where the anger and frustration is is coming from. That that makes sense. That's a good way to explain it, for sure. Yeah. There are all these people who have been really, really struggling. And... The people making the bills don't understand that it's not like people who really need that money are going to be putting it into savings or investing it. They're going to be spending it right now because they have bills that have gone unpaid <laughs> for several months, probably. We should have we should have a, a democracy that's run by where you are not allowed to nominate yourself. You are not allowed to run for office. You have to be nominated by other people. Sure. You know? Mm -hmm. I feel like you should also, like, 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. That'll be a rabbit hole to go down. Yep. We ain't got time for that. This is a really good episode this week. The day This Lord is a very episode. good episode. I. That was the end of tournaments. 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 Okay. Um. So. Sorry, I'm still laughing at the cat in my own shirt. It's pretty um, funny. It's pretty ridiculous. This is a- <laughs> it's very funny. He's just sitting there. She. This is- Rachel has a has a Cornish Rex who only has one coat of fur, and so it's mm-hmm. very soft, and it is a very tiny alien cat. Mm-hmm. Is my little cat. But he gets cold friend. easy because he only has one coat of fur. Mm-hmm. Right? Simon. So when it's like under 70 degrees, he wants to be under a blanket or in the sunshine. And part of the problem is he was sleeping on an ottoman that was in direct sunlight. And then the sun moved and then he was sleeping in the shade. And so he came up to my desk. And he does this sometimes while I'm in professional meetings. Like this one, like <laughs> this one is what I'm talking about. This is professionalism. I mean, I think so. He's, I mean, look at this little businessman. <laughs> he has my vote. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I'm jumping into it. Data lore. Season God, it's one, so good. episode 12. And like... Let me turn this down a minute. For an episode where Riker didn't even have a beard yet, it's so good. The the last episode that Gene Roddenberry has a writing credit on. Oh, really? Yeah. R.I.P. He died two two or three years later. This was 88. He died in 91. Yeah. Oh, man. It's funny. I... I always forget that Jordy was at the at the helm. Yeah. Omicron um, Theta is one of the coolest names of a planet, of a thing, anything in Omicron Star Trek. Data. It's very mm-hmm. good. And okay, so we it starts off and we see Data trying to sneeze. I'm going to pause. <laughs> we sort of heard it there. Sneezing. Uh, Have you got a cold? A cold what? <laughs> it's a disease. But I'm thumb. Like it's the the tone shift. Go, we go from this absurd like sneezing thing, and then after this teaser part, they beam down to a planet and they're like, everything is dead. <laughs> the, <laughs> the tone shift is like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, it's it goes from like hammy. Um, humans still sneeze for other reasons. And like Brent Brent Spiner uh, really, like he shines in this episode. Any data forward episode is really going to be just stellar. Aren't you interested in that? More than interested, fascinated. One might say a god. A god. I also find sneezing interesting. Okay, is it, did you, did you really, did you relate to data in that instance? Because I feel like that's me right before something really important has to happen. It's like, Peter, aren't you worried about this big job interview that you have coming up? Um, 
yes, I am. Well, then how, why are you spending your time researching uh, plastic visors from the 80s or uh, that one specific trapper keeper that you had? And you wonder if that one skull t-shirt with the three uh, sunglasses that you had that you can't find is still on sale on Threadless. It's like, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm more interested in that other thing. What I'm saying is maybe data has ADD. I don't know. <laughs> Posing I, yes, I think. Uh, I don't know. I think data. Um, I don't know. I was going to say it was going to be funny. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, oh, I also need to mention that uh, right now, Wesley is wearing his classic gray and multiple color striped shirt. And it it matches the glass that I am currently drinking cold that, brew coffee out of. That glass is real is really cool. I got it from Think Geek like a million years ago. Yeah, I love um, it very much. So part of the part of the trivia that I learned about this episode is that in one of the versions that they had written about this episode, it was going to be Data finds a female android who becomes his love interest, and Brent Spiner was was um supposedly the one that suggested to the writers and the director like hey why don't we mix it up and make this like a classic star trek um evil twin kind of deal yeah and uh and so they went for it and it had a lot to do with brent spiner suggesting that i think that's so much more interesting yeah than mm -hmm. a love interest for data yep because i think having him you know kind of try to pair up with humans on and off throughout uh, the course of the series is a lot more interesting in how he interacts with them and how they interact with him. I Yeah, um, I think so too. Also, the only way that like Spock, Data, and I'm going to, I'm going to do a crazy right-hand turn or left turn here mm -hmm. for this third person, Spock, Data, and um, Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen in mm -hmm. the original comic, not in the re, not in the 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 sequel um, okay. series. Of of those three, like when they gave them love interests, Doctor Manhattan is the one that makes the most sense. Like, see, I don't know if you remember that scene, but they're like getting it on, and she's like, remember he like made duplicates of himself so mm. that they're like, yeah, so you could do other stuff. Yeah, and it, it that's I feel like that's how those relationships would play out. It's it, he's he's trying to do what he can, but he doesn't have emotions and he's not tapped into you know what would make sense or what wouldn't. Right. I, I just I feel like if they did give data a love interest, that's sort of what it would be like is just kind of like, yes, we sit together and we drink tea. Yeah, you know, or what? I, mean, I don't know. There is that episode where he does date somebody for like the episode, the one episode. Huh. I don't remember that. Um, one. Yeah, it's uh, and it and it basically goes like that. Like he. Oh, I vaguely um, remember it now. It, it. Yeah, yeah. Performs like boyfriend duties appropriately, um, but she's like, but Dita, she's like, what are you thinking about right now? And you can tell she's hoping that he's going to say, I'm thinking about you or something complimentary. 
And he's like, well, I am recalibrating, you know, I'm calculating what it would take to recalibrate the sensor. I am um, calculating the specific level of pressure to apply to your lips. And, <laughs> and then like a list of other things. And she's like, well, I guess I'm glad I'm in there somewhere. I'm like, don't be like that. Like, you knew. <laughs> Why do I relate to data? Like <laughs> Peter, what are you thinking about right now? There's this one guitar riff on this <laughs> one obscure Neil Young album. And also that moment in Big Trouble in Little China when Kurt Russell shoots the thing in the face. Why are you thinking about that right now? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you should Couldn't watch that episode. You. We'll uh, get to it. We'll get to it. Fine. We'll get All right. to it. Um, uh, so... Oh, one more thing that I want to say. I Only mean, I one. could say it. One more, just the single thing. And then we, um, and then it's silence for the whole, then both of us are silent for the whole rest of the podcast. <laughs> 20 minutes of silence of contemplation about Star Trek. Yep. Um, so I think given Brent Spiner's comedic abilities, having an evil twin was such a brilliant move so that he could like be even goofier and hammier and the thing is um like Laura is funny in a different way that data is funny um but Laura is actually it's funny as soon as i said it i realized it's not that Laura is brent spiner's hammy side it's actually his more serious acting side mm -hmm. uh yeah because Laura is like sardonic um but is genuinely a bad guy. Like he, he comes across as an evil character. Yeah, he Brent Spiner really leans into it. Like, like he's he's doing everything but twirling his mustache. You know, yeah. like yeah, like like I was in rewatching it. I was like, oh, why don't they give them? Like, why don't they extend the time for us to just believe that Laura is actually okay? You know, because yeah, they, they could have had them be that. like, like just doubles for a bit, you know, and like, oh, look at this. They're so chummy. Yes, we have memorized each other's uh, the way we each other speaks, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. and just double, double type thing. And then and then. But it's like the instant we see Lore put together, they're playing the creepy music. And it's like, guess what? This is bad. Yes, brother. <laughs> yep um but for Captain, so confirming class and reading there but but the so data has the ship going back to omicron theta and also data in this omicron theta you want to take her into it, this is a bit further in the episode i don't care about the shut up wesley stuff i don't care i don't really want to like go over it too much okay sure right like it's it's just done to death it is. It and, got like glommed on by fans who don't like Wesley, and yeah, it's a, it, it, like it's a funny bit, like when Picard says it, and then his mom says it. Um, but also, they just need to listen to Wesley. 
Yeah, and that was this that, is a smart the, kid, Nino stuff. And that's the point. Later on, is that they're they're both being so adamant that he doesn't know what he's talking about. So it's like the the thing that people glommed onto was not even the intention of the episode. It's like right. those things were meant to show how stupid these people are, not how stupid Wesley is. Right. Like later when Crusher is like starting data back up and he's like, you want to tell me shut up Wesley now? <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. Some basic human information. Sneezing, for example. <laughs> Sneezing. Riker's face. <laughs> I need I need to find a supercut online somewhere of just Riker looking delighted because that's my favorite Riker yeah. is when he is is like really happy about something yeah you know I think I'm the same age as Patrick Patrick Stewart is in this episode yeah welcome home I think he looks older than me though it's the the balding that more yeah, we're here. Um, Welcome home, and then we're into the awesome intro. Are you the same neat. age as Will Wheaton? Mm, he's a he's a little bit older than me, I think. Because Will Wheaton is about the same age as Space. Patrick Stewart was when this was filmed. Oh yeah, no, Will Wheaton's um, seven years older than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's continuing mission. He was born in 72. And okay, I'm going to, as much as it pains me to do it, I might skip through this intro. Yeah, you can skip the intro. All right, Simon, I love having you on my shirt, but this is, (laughs) he won't get out. All right. So now we're on the planet. Mm -hmm. You know, it took the dead world and it's not even bacteria. What is it that could kill everything? It's, it's pretty it's Super pretty dramatic. Dead. Yeah. And it is actually. And um we're back to the to the sound stage. Mm-hmm. Um that like faint uh purplish background behind but, some sort of like gentle hill. Yeah. I love that I, shit. I, I I do too. I just it's like it, I don't know. I know I know it looks fake. It makes it feel like a play almost. Yeah. yeah. Um but it's like a trope isn't the right word it's oh yeah that's the first time i put together that data was found 26 years ago and they turned him on then Mm -hmm. he's only 26 yeah yeah what were you gonna say it's not a trope it's a it's like a no, it's this like it's a known thing in Star Trek. You know, it's a like a style or a oh gosh, I can't think of the word. But it mm-hmm. it's something that you you know is part of it and so you overlook it. You know, there's some suspension of disbelief with this kind of sound stage. You're like, yeah, okay, this is what the other planets look like. Yeah, I I just I like I like some of that absurdist elements to stuff um, and absurd, not in the sense of like humor, but in the sense of like, you have, like, we know, like, we know that this is, we want you to feel like this is not reality. Like, yeah, there's like an agreement between the, the show and the viewer 
that you will let your imagination fill in some of this. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen either live or like recorded any of those, any of those plays that are, that are sort of like that, where it's just like super stark. There's like a chair and a table and like. Yeah. People... I've been to, to plays like that yeah. before. I like, um, I like that stuff. I do too, where like it invites the viewer to use their imagination mm -hmm. and that can be, that can be really effective. Yeah. It, when it's done right, for sure. Yeah. When it's done bad, I get anything done badly is going to, be bad right uh, um so they had just shown the title uh data lore was the name of this episode it took me a very long time to realize why lore was named lore because i wasn't connecting it to like story lore okay i was just just the word lore was his name the word lore oh uh, data is facts data okay. lore is fiction lore you know historic uh like folklore yeah okay yeah it took me forever to put that together i was like why is his name lore yeah when i was little in my head it was lor oh right right yeah i i i think is lore is is the word lore l-o-r-e is that yeah. always fiction or not or, fiction but like it's um it's a like a retelling yeah it's not a, a like um it's something that's been passed down it's something that's mm -hmm. not necessarily fully and scientifically documented yeah that's true that's true yeah Scientific versus unscientific documentation. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and they find they find the spot where they found data. Mm -hmm. Only a layer of dust. What's the first thing you remember, Data? Opening my eyes, looking into the eyes of the Tripoli landing party. So it looks like a natural hollow, but um, it I I kind of like the Scooby Doo aspect of this, where they you know, there, uh, there's like a mystery. Jordy feels around and finds the latch, you know. Yeah, well, and like he can. That. I love when they let Jordy use his visor for stuff. Yeah, I really like that. It's it's almost never wasted. Like if Jordy mm -hmm. is there and looking at stuff, he's using that visor. Yeah. And he finds the latch. He finds the latch and they go in. Um, cool, uh, sort of vaguely aliens y mm -hmm. like uh, set design. Just a lot of like metal grates. Yeah. And a lot of cool shadows of yeah. lights shining through the metal grates. Yeah. Um, and then they find, I'm just going to skip ahead a bit here. Yeah, go for it. They, they go in and they find they find Noonien Sung's um, lab and one of the things Data says is that he went by a different name when he was on the planet do you remember that no he says he said I don't know if we just passed it but he says you know that he's like yes Noonien Sung and and then Jordy's like oh I know who that is I, I didn't I didn't realize you know mm -hmm. um and they they start to mention Asimov's uh, laws of robotics, which I don't know yeah. if they ever do that again. Do they do that again? I don't think so. 
Yeah, they talk about like realizing Asimov's dream. Yeah, uh, uh, and I don't know if they, I mean, they do mention some other authors. They mention H.G. Wells and they mention Sherlock Holmes, but like 50s, 60s, 40s era sci-fi authors, they don't really do that. So that's kind mm-hmm. of interesting. Um, but I, they never say what name Noonien Sung went by. They don't, do they? No. Um, yeah, no, I was looking at it to see if they, to see if they, um... I wonder if that gets mentioned later in that, there's that episode where you meet Data's mom. Oh, that's right. Uh... Or did she, she went by a different name, but he was listed in the Passenger Manifest under Nunian Sung. Yeah, see, um, um, because on this memory alpha thing, Data replies that he can remember one of the machines... Um, in a work in the lab that was used by Dr. Nguyen Sung, LaForge recognizes the name of Earth's foremost robotics expert. He tried to create a positronic brain, but failed. Um, And then he went on to Omicron Theta under a different name, but they don't say. Let me see if if we click on on the Nguyen Sung. Uh, Designer, Juliana. Positronic brain. This website sucks. I mean, it's good, but it kind of sucks too. Uh, I don't yeah, see I don't, his other name. Did they ever say? No. Yeah. That's not a good look for Brent Spiner. <laughs> it's not the like fake aging. Yeah not a good look um so anyway uh yeah and they find uh molds for making data skin um, i like the part where he picks it up and he just puts it on his face and they're like oh shit it's you data yeah <laughs> like what is oh and they and and they have the pictures yes the drawings the children made here's a question mm-hmm. not to pick too many nits about this Mm-hmm. If everyone died from that crystalline entity, which children are around? I guess do they <laughs> live in the bunker? Is that what happened? Did, did it was like a I've, gradual thing where they did he did the crystalline entity come and then like come back? I don't know, and they don't tell us in this episode. Huh? Um, like who's around to draw those pictures? But I mean, clearly they. I mean, it had to be, right? Because, or else why does he have a secret bunker underground? But maybe that's because we learn later in the episode that people were upset because he made lore and lore was insane. So that's why he was named often wrong, you know? Because he um, was screwing yeah, up all the... Well, I, I think he had made a bunch of different positronic brains that didn't work like before he got to to lore. I'm not a big fan of prequels, but you mm-hmm. could do like a pretty interesting Noonien Sung prequel mm. thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was And they hardly ever reference that outside of these episodes, the fact that Data has all of this knowledge from 400 people. Yeah, like it's it's only referenced when he... Um, completely meets his mom again. 
and it, or, oh no, I, meets. There's a scientist that doesn't like him. That he yeah, I remember that. His yeah. son was on this colony. And um, I do like that they clarify. He's. It's not like he has their memories. He has their knowledge. Right, like their journals and their diaries and mm -hmm. their scientific data. All right, I'm gonna skip ahead. <laughs> uh, here's where. Here's where we see lore. Classic. Uh, there's a butt. <laughs> Dave's got a nice butt. Lore's got a nice butt, I guess. I'm assuming their butts are the same. Probably. Unless he made an improvement on the butt for his later <laughs> models. That's okay. why. <laughs> I mean, Data this was... is it. <laughs> Data was made second. So he's like, okay, that, get the emotions and like <laughs> round out that ass. <laughs> yeah, that and everybody else was like, you've done it. He's like, no feelings, dump truck ass. Done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job. Do you think also, that wait. butt is modeled on Brent Spiner's actual butt? No, absolutely. Is that what? That's not what Brent Spiner's actual butt looks like. I don't think so. Are you sure? Also, I I don't know. I, that's why I said I don't think so. I'm not sure. Okay. Also, what we were talking about before, unrelated to any of this, but it's related in that it's goofy as hell. We were saying that we want to try um, when a vaccine is available. That we've never seen this done before in actual life. I don't I've never seen this done in a comedy bit if if the people listening to this can let us know if this comedy bit exists two people one on top of the other one's shoulders but actually doing the cartoon bit with like a really long trench coat and like pretending like trying to sneak into a movie theater as one person mm -hmm. <laughs> that would be so funny <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna have to start like lifting. Yeah, I need to start lifting to. I'll start practicing. Carrying. I only need to be on your shoulders for like. I would just get on like around the corner, so you right. max like seven minutes. I think. I think I could do that, especially if we bought like our ticket ahead of time. I think that's the way to do it is we buy the ticket like online. So they just got to like scan the beep boop on the phone. But part of the funny thing is us trying to buy the ticket. Like leaning down like. <laughs> I would like to buy a ticket. And, we, and you were saying we, we need. Like <laughs> what? I'm just picturing you like deepening your already deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to buy this ticket, please. I'm like an the adult way... human. <laughs> like cartoons when it's like kids stacked in a trench coat yeah. they always try to talk if i if i was voice. if i was actually 11 feet tall i guarantee my voice would be different somehow right uh but yeah i had said that we need to have like the trench coat needs to have arms that are proportionate to our combined height and then have like little pinchy hands like little grabby so... hands with like gloves on them have you ever been to the puppet parade thing here in Minneapolis? The like, what's it called? No. The mask, per what is that thing called? The Heart of the Beast? The heart, yeah, Heart of the Beast uh, parade thing. It, it like just on May Day? Like, 
it just seems like some weird ass shit that would be at that like mm-hmm. yeah coming uh-huh. coming soon maybe maybe not <laughs> all right um but something which may explain data's argyle who just gets ditched right like he gets tossed like, out they're like we we want o'brien instead of argyle sorry man um yeah data I, I do wa- wonder what made them dis- decide to go from o'brien to well actually no it's geordi becomes chief engineer because my was chief engineer yeah but, but it, the it, yeah O'Brien is more of a direct correlation to... Yeah. In my head, in uh, I've seen this episode a bunch. In my in my memory, Data is the one constructing lore. Like, yeah. Like, I, I don't know why they're not... Why well, he's not involved. Yeah, like, he he's... Uh, yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, what I just realized is that Argyle is so powerful that when he leaves, he has to be replaced by both Jordy and O'Brien. Mm, that's a good good point. Good point. He's mm-hmm. Thanos mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> He's a very powerful um, man. Is this where... So the, everybody's like being delicate around this, and I, I like I really like this moment where Picard is like, <laughs> Riker is definitely asking Data, "Does it have a wiener?" Yeah. <laughs> Does it have all of your parts? <laughs> Data, get it? Data. Data? <laughs> Legitimate questions about any of this need not be asked apologetically. You feel uncomfortable about aspects of your duplicate data. We feel uncomfortable too, and for no logical reason. If it feels awkward to feel because Riker just Data's machine. Just remember that we are merely different. Uh, here, hang on, I'm going to replay that because I, I, I like this. It is clip. a great line. I'm talking over my penis jokes. You feel uncomfortable about aspects of your duplicate data. We feel uncomfortable too, and for no logical reason. If it feels awkward to be reminded that data is a machine, just remember that we are merely a different variety of machine. In our case, electrochemical in nature. Let's begin to handle this as we would do anything else. What you know? What? Yeah. Let's begin with you, Data. What? What that? What that reminds me of is, uh, they definitely borrowed aspects of Picard and put them into Saru. That seems like a very Saru uh, line yes. from Discovery. Yeah, and I think around this time, Picard is sort of becoming more Picardy. Hmm. Party, um, the, the, well, the offshoot a, wine cooler. <laughs> Just a rum base. It's a, it's a, um, it's a hard Earl Grey tea. Oh, that sounds kind of nice. Actually, yeah, it does. You certainly operate as well as we do, Data. Better in some ways, sir. It's funny the pausing there. It's so weird. <laughs> Ricard reminding himself not to be uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. with this situation. There's a little back and forth here. Oh, and and Data tells Crusher about the um, on-off switch in the small of his back. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it's supposed to be. It be yeah, it's like once we see how your circuitry's got this divot. Can we get some? I like good... that he. That's a I good. Like that he... Yeah. Yes, please speak. 
um okay this is another case of like actual tool usage mm -hmm. and not just like lights going beep boop but other lights um i'm gonna take a screenshot looks like some kind of like little soldering situation going on um one thing they do really well in this episode is lining up data and lore's vision so that like as they're looking at each other they're looking at each other mm -hmm. and not like slightly off which can sometimes happen when someone is playing against themselves mm -hmm. like there's an episode where Riker gets duplicated and he and his, his duplicate are almost never making eye contact yeah yeah um yeah what i what i noticed about this too is how different the storytelling is in the 80s when they were like we need an episode let's just crank it out we got the boom 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 get mm -hmm. the episode tied up and like if this were today this whole thing would be like this would be the we, story arc of the season yeah just the abysmally slow pace of the of the entire thing i i, I don't know i'm i'm coming back around to give me episodic shows that i can just watch and mm -hmm. easily digestible yeah i don't need this ongoing I don't ongoing. need to remember what happened last week. It feels too much like real life. Ongoing, never-ending plot of when, oh, no, the new vaccine. Oh, there's an old one. Do you get the new one? Do you log in? When do you log in? Oh, it's like, <laughs> I just want um, resolution. Yep. Something that can be resolved in 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, the uh, other thing I like about this language. scene right here, um, mm -hmm. so we have data and lore on the table and they're opened up um getting their insides looked at so that they can put together lore circuitry to make it match data's um the pillows here are larger than any pillow i have seen in any other episode of star trek <laughs> <laughs> they are very large because normally they have these like tiny little for some reason triangular pillows yeah that is like, I mean, you you don't know what kind of species you're gonna have to work on, so that kind of makes sense. I guess. But maybe if, if, maybe you need to operate on the brain, so you need more space around the head for tools. Sure. Or it's just like a normal part of the operation. Yeah, operation bed maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was funny and something I only just realized because everybody just gets these like tiny little foam doodads. It's tr it's true. Yeah, it's true. Okay, and so I also love the uh, we're about to see Lore for the first time put together. He is wearing the same outfit that seems to be like standard for all of their visitors who mm -hmm. need clothing, which is black turtleneck, uh, sort of like that mustardy yellow. Um, overall yeah like a coverall to be imperfect and i was made to replace him that moment when he pops his eyes open and says he was and they cue the creepy synthesizer you can music. call me lore and he's already smiling all creepy mm -hmm. and he's got that like face twitch uh yeah all of the flags that tell us he's but I am also okay, here, uh, describing you as imperfect. 
I really like this moment, too, sir. Mm -hmm. describing it as per abilities he possesses. Mm, I wonder. But the point of this is whether you and it have approximately the same capabilities. We do, sir. I want and this you're referring play. to him as it suggests that I too fit into the category of a thing. Oh, yeah, I, I see your point. My apologies. It's like Star Trek is so far ahead of its time when it comes to this identity stuff. Like, I don't know if they meant that to be a to be like, I don't I don't I don't know how many like trans uh, pronoun conversations were happening then, but I definitely have been around people that, you know, refuse to identify people as if somebody's like uh, trans and they they're doing, I don't know if they're trying to be a dick, but they come across as dick and they, they have, I've heard people say it mm. in reference to people for different reasons, you know? Yeah, I and, think calling and the, someone it's usually never... <laughs> It's terrible. Yeah. And I really like that they addressed that here, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, and, it's and the way first steps to like describing Data's personhood. Yeah. And, and the way Picard just doesn't argue about it. Yeah. He, <laughs> like, he's like, oh, you're right. Um, and it's, it's sort of the um, same thing as like, um, what someone says about someone like you tells you a lot about what they're thinking about you too. Yeah. yeah. You know, even though they may say like, oh, no, no, I would never say that about you. Yeah. It's like, but if you say it about this other person who is similar to me in whatever aspect, then. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's great because we... We also sort of, an assumption we make when we watch the show is that Data is as much of a person as any other character. But what this brings up is that not everybody necessarily sees Data that way. And it starts introducing some interesting conversation about what makes a person and um, sort of walks that, that classic science fiction line between like, when does something become a person? Like, mm -hmm. when, what qualifies for sentience? What qualifies for personhood? Mm -hmm. In terms of, like, artificial intelligence and robotics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was one of my favorite moments of the... Gladly accepted, sir. As for Lord's abilities, his use of... And Data's so gracious about it, too. He's given yeah. human memories similar to my own. And you have about equal physical... And they really hammer over... I believe so, sir. They really Which hammer it home. Now, the syntax, the grammar. I use contractions. He uses contractions. I do not. Right. Do you want it? Do you want me to offer an observation that happens at the end now, or should I save it for the end? Um. How about we In take just super quick break because Simon is yelling and licking things. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear it. <laughs> and then you can make the observation when I come back. All right, let's do it. Okay. I'm going, you go. Okay. You go. I'm going to pause the recording, but in the magic of recording a podcast, you no time will have elapsed on your, the listener's side. The recording is being paused. And 
miraculously through science no time <laughs> has elapsed and yet we are further on into the future rachel but from the listener's perspective no time <gasps> has elapsed um so one of the i don't i usually do not give one crap about continuity mistakes mm -hmm. um an interesting continuity mistake regarding all of this. They hammer okay. over our heads. Data does not use contractions. And throughout the series, there's slip-ups where he does. Mm -hmm. Who cares? It's fine. Right. However, I posit this question. Uh, continuity. At the end of the episode, Data uses a contraction in his reply to Captain Picard asking Data if he is all right. Instead mm -hmm. of saying, I am fine, Data replies, I'm fine. This is even more noteworthy than contraction slip-ups in other episodes, since the use of the contractions was the main method the crew used in the episode to determine whether they were talking to Data or Lore. What if? What if? I say. <laughs> It was, it, this is a, it's, have you seen that movie Us, Jordan mm. Peele? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like Laura actually... all along, and Data <laughs> was the one that got blown out of the thing, thus causing him to become evil. Laura saw the error of his ways, changed his heart, and it was Laura, it was Laura for three years until he, until he makes his reemergence in future ones. And it was all the tip-off. I like that theory. Um, I, I think it's more of like a wink at the audience, but I do. No, I <laughs> no, Rachel. No, I know you like to give them the benefit of the doubt. That is not a wink at the audience. They <laughs> fucked it up. I know you like to give them. I know. I know <laughs> you're not as cynical as I am. But that is zero percent. <laughs> they messed it up. That's it. So it can only the only possible explanation is that it is lore. This whole time until <laughs> until data's our return. two explanations are it's lore or they just completely messed it up. Yeah. See I only do you think our audience knows that I'm that I'm being that I'm joking? When I'm, I think so. Okay. They're smart. Okay. I was certain of that. So uh, yes. I, I just really love interactions with Picard and Data because it's yeah. it's always Picard learning something about himself, and I I like that very much. That yeah. anytime he talks to Data like one on one about something, that Picard becomes like reflective. Mm -hmm. and understands something he's doing wrong or something that he didn't really think about before and i like that this captain has that kind of relationship with his crew yeah yeah and they just lean into that in in picard the series they just mm -hmm. they know that that's what people like and they just lean into it hard so they were so this moment is they're telling him how this ship works yeah, and then, and then Data walks in and goes, 
did you have permission to be here? He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do anything wrong. Wesley pivots suddenly. He was one of the people that was showing him all of this stuff. And then suddenly he's like, well, you're going to have to learn somehow. Like, what were you doing? What was Riker doing? (laughs) Yeah, why was Riker like, oh, that's fine. And then like dad comes home and they're like, ah, shit. (laughs) I told you. Not supposed to do that. Yeah. Just weird. Very clever, Wesley. Yeah, it's kind of an awkward scene. Uh, And I just, Lore, it's funny for someone who's one of my favorite characters. Data is one of my favorite characters. But his brother changes his face so subtly that I just want to punch him most of the time. Are you doing okay over there? Yeah, he's got itchy eyes. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, just, I just I love Star Trek so much. Because Aww. I was designed to be so human, my brother. So, and they talk about pleasing uh, humans. That has a nice sound to it, Dana. Um, when <laughs> when my when my sibling and I were growing up, mm-hmm. one of the most annoying things that they would do is mm-hmm. mimic this lore character to me. Again oh. and again and again, and just talk to me, my brother, like to the point when it, it's not funny. It's like I'm just trying to ask a straight question, and yeah, that so, sounds super obnoxious, super fucking obnoxious. You consider yeah. it important to please humans, it's not important. There are it's, many things of importance, it's some it, more than others. <laughs> See, are you familiar with the Eddie Haskell? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Eddie Haskell leave it to Beaver snide pleasing of Well of course, Mrs. Cleaver. It's so funny. <laughs> that character in that show, it's like they nailed they nailed something so universal. And that that's like at this point that's 70 years ago. There's still people that exist like that, you know? That's really funny. Lore is 100% Eddie Haskell. (laughs) (laughs) No, whatever you say, Mrs. Cleaver. I was just going to do the dishes for you. Thanks, Eddie. The thing is, Mrs. Cleaver totally had Eddie's number. Like, she knew what kind of little asshole he was. Yeah. No, Eddie was mostly harmless. He was just kind of a little yeah, he was just a weaselly. Thank you for that information, too. You do care about how I perform. I oh, man. You're teaching my brother. Try not to be jealous of my ability. Try not to be jealous of I my like, ability. Data's about to say, like, I cannot be jealous. And then he's like, well, all right. Yeah. Uh, where should we go? I, um, I, I vote we skip forward to when yeah. Data gets drugged. Yeah. So there's a little back and forth. Data's keeping tabs on. Oh, actually, there was a moment here. There was a subtle little moment that I liked. Oh, with Yar? Yeah. Is that the act of a brother? It's the act of a Starfleet officer obeying his captain, Doctor. This this moment right here with Yar. Mm -hmm. Captain, speaking strictly as security chief, how much can you trust Data now? 
and everybody looks back at him like, kind of oh, slow. Shit. I trust him completely, Lieutenant. But everyone should also realize that that was a necessary and legitimate security question. Oh, he's such a good manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, that was great. It's such an appropriate way to handle that because he could tell that the that everybody was like, uh, what? That's a weird question to ask. And he says, no. Yeah. Here's, here's the answer to that question, but it's also totally a legitimate question. It's interesting that they, it's just cool that they took the time to include that in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Picard is very like emotionally aware number one in this episode at times, like, right? In, in tune with his, his crew customs. for the most Sometimes, part. Sometimes, <laughs> except for the glaring Wesley mistake, right? Still yeah, except for them. <laughs> now smarmy lore is about to poison data. My brother. So God, it's just like my brother. <laughs> May it fill our lives with new meaning. Pretty good, uh, pretty good doubling. You know, yeah. for 1988. Yeah, like I said, they they maintain good eye contact. One of the things I really enjoy is when you have a scene where one of them is entering the shot, but you don't see their face. Gave me yeah. You know, so you know it's like another actor, but your brain says, "Oh, nope, that's that's two Brent Spiners." <laughs> yeah. Um. There was four. There was four people playing Data mm -hmm. and Lore in that episode. These oh, three. Funny. These three stunt doubles, plus um Brent Spiner. So we go lay down. He's bugging me. Um. Yeah. So, f your eye. <laughs> Um. Okay. So back to this. Needs and ambitions. <laughs> a perfect match. Lots of props to Memory Alpha, by the my way. Mm -hmm. It's it's been super handy. Yeah. Um. Who's that oh, guy? Data falls down. And let us toast also the great crystal entity with whom I learned to communicate. Uh, it's so creepy. He gets revenge. He kills all those people just because. Disassembled me. I earned its gratitude by revealing the way to the colonists. Can you imagine its gratitude when I give it the life on this vessel? I like that they're so clearly showing, like, no. This is strange. He is just super bad. Don't feel bad when he gets beamed into space forever. Yeah. Doctor Song's background. Um, I do. Wesley. I love lore. Like I hate lore, but I love that his character exists. Yeah. Um, Who is this guy on the ship? Like <laughs> and why is he smiling like that? <laughs> and he's just trying to like. Yes, sir. Yeah, the secret nervous <laughs> is like, yeah, Riker, you know what's up. What is he? The, it's, I, I had to play it again to see if I missed something about like why he would be grinning. Like Is there that. like some goofy subtext to like what just went on? No, we don't know that guy's name. No, Never like see we, him it's again. Secured, random security officer, <laughs> just grinning at Riker. Like you know what's up, sir. Yeah. Upon arriving, they I do bet the, they're just gonna go. They're, they have a date later. They have a date. They uh, they do the fixing of the tick. Uh, uh, and and he's like, Come in, Wesley's Wesley's not buying it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Question, Mr. Davis. So Which then they're back on the bridge. A change of mind, Doctor. If I cannot trust the bridge crew, whom can I? Oh, and then he tells everybody about the off switch. Captain, I'm picking up a bogey coming in on a five o'clock tangent. Cat crawling into my shirt again. Transmitting no ID signal, Captain. Said name viewer on that tangent. Shields up, go to yellow alert. Transmit friendly greetings, Same. all languages, all frequencies. Um, let's see what else we want to talk about here, Rachel. Overtaking us this fast. Um, beautiful, isn't it? Uh, so creepy. Oh, and they're like, oh shit, he has a contraction. I recognize it, sir. Oh, the, yeah, they did, yeah. I do like that uh, one of the things that sort of flags it for Picard coming up in a moment is that he offers a suggestion of like beaming a tree into space and then blowing it up to tell the crystalline entity, oh, we mean business. Uh, and Picard says, make it so. And Lore says, what? <laughs> what? what? Yeah. And Picard's like, Data doesn't make that kind of mistake. Right. Did you get a direct look at it? Like a giant snowflake crystal, but much more complex. The entire electromagnetic spectrum seems to watch everything I do. Not if I have a choice. So he tells Wesley to go look at him. When addressing a senior officer, I've guided his training, sir. I'm the one at fault. You will it's so, it, it's just not, it's not a good sir. beat. Like these beats, the way they write Riker and Picard, it's like on, on any other episode, the way they're acting would show us that they've been infected with something right they're, they're just being yeah it's just not a good i just get so irritated at this at this shut up wesley thing because that's the that's like the big old joke that everybody takes away from it. it's just slammed uh, into the ground and it's just not even it's not funny though i will say will wheaton like half addressed it once when people were saying shut up wesley and he was like, um, Picard is the only, Captain Picard is the only one that can say that to me. <laughs> and then like Patrick Stewart re re responded with, shut up, Wesley. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to watch that part or should we go past it? We can, we can skip it. Okay. I have a few questions. Oh, yeah. Him turning on and off data so that he looks like he's being aggressive. I cannot control him if you stay. Please. I will record everything. <laughs> it's sort of. All right, so let's skip. Let's skip to. And then we've got a, a quick fight scene between Lore and Worf, and that's how you know how strong Lore is, is because that's what they do. Like any alien that they want to show you is like super crazy strong. They put him up against Worf. Right. Yeah. And then they not. Worf gets punched out so many times <laughs> in the course of this series. He's been hurt. It's data, Mom. I love whenever they have some kind of flap open on Data's face yeah. on his head. It it creeps me out and freaks me out a little bit. Uh, but it just makes for such like this this part where he's <laughs> Dana's like coming to and is figuring out what's going on. Yeah. And like closes the flap on his head. Yeah. Crystal entity form. It's your old friend. Transporter room three, right? Or cargo bay three? I think it's I think cargo, cargo bay, bay three. three. Yeah. They do a lot in cargo bay three. Very good. 
You've understood perfectly so far. I'm always fascinated by how small these cargo bays are. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, like, you can just have, like, a ton of cargo bays. How big, let's see, how big do you think that is? That's probably... That's probably the size of a two-bedroom apartment without the walls. Yeah. For some reason, the first thing that popped into my mind was, like, you know, like an olive garden? <laughs> yeah, that's about right. I don't know why that's what popped into my head, but it's what did pop into my head. Are you prepared for the kind of death you've earned, little man? <laughs> so creepy. Um, I just now I'm just distracted by watching this episode. I love this part where he takes the thing away from her because you can tell that like the um, that Gates McFadden wasn't fully expecting like how Brent Spiner was going to come at her. Yeah, it seems like generally, genuinely kind of like ruffled by it. Yeah, I give you your life, doctor, and then. Um, I like the part. So she leaves and he shoots at her like as punishment for your son's insolence or whatever. Sets her on uh, fire. Sets yeah. her on fire. Yeah. And you, I've never seen phasers do that. And so I'm wondering what her lab coat is made out of. That it sets what, or, on fire. Yeah. Or what setting she had her phaser on. Yeah. Just like, is there just like a fire setting? A small payment. Like it doesn't dissolve or anything or stun. It's just, it's the the fire setting, where she runs away with her arm yeah. on fire. Classic Star Trek fight too. Oh yeah, like great. Thrown into some empty barrels. Yeah, I love it. Some rolling on the floor. You can kind of see the um, stunt double in that in these shots. Mm -hmm. Throws. Oh, this is such good teamwork. Yeah. That, like, Data's paying attention to what Wesley's doing, and he knows Wesley's at the computer. Yeah. Wesley's going to beam him into space. Here they comes come the contraction. Laura's gone, sir. Permanently. Yeah, she's got the rest of the Riker and Yar and Captain. Doctor, now that Wesley's safe, go to sick bed once. Captain, the crystal thing has begun to move away. Um, you know, I... Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. Sorry, I just want to hear yep, this. Here we go. Data, you all right? Yes, sir. I'm fine. And get rid of that God twitch. damn it. Put on the correct uniform. The twitch? Yes, Captain. I'm fine. Ensign Crusher, you able to return to duty? No yes, apologies from Captain so Picard. Okay, sorry. Yeah, what were you gonna say? I just wanted to hear that. First. Um, you know, I it makes me wonder. Like, it's not it's that. Awesome. I think at this time they hadn't decided that data can't use contractions, but that he doesn't. You're back on this again, huh? I am. <laughs> I, I will be on I, this forever, I, Peter. It's not true. Forever. It, it's just patently not true because they because they make such an effort to say that he can't cannot use contractions I guess 
<laughs> are you annoyed that I'm that I'm shooting that I'm trying to shoot you down? <laughs> no, I don't care. Okay. Um, everyone gets to feel however they want to feel about Star Trek, and it's fine that you're wrong. That's fine. <laughs> well, this will be the that. um, <laughs> this will be the the uh, blue dress, gold dress argument, I guess. Yep. Right. Yes. Actually, that's that's a pretty apt analogy. They messed it up. They just plain all messed it up. I think I think it's a joke. I think There's... they're I think they're making a joke with the audience. I think it's a, just a, I think a little bit of fourth wall breaking. That's what I, that's what I think, Peter. I'm trying to read the names of the actors who play the voices of of all the characters in different languages, which they show on Netflix now. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Um, I love that episode. It's like I was telling you before, this is like- it's so good. Top 10. I feel like if you, somebody like Doctor Who, the new series, somebody told me, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this show. And they said, you might not wanna watch every single episode, but they were like, watch the, um, the blind angels episode mm, or whatever mm-hmm. that one's called I forget mm-hmm. what that one's called but they're uh, like that oh shit what are they called the weeping angels they were like that's a good bottle blink. episode to watch blink yeah mm-hmm. um i think if you're if you're gonna show somebody an episode from the first season i feel like that is a good one like yes yes if if you like what's happening here chances are you're gonna, you're gonna like, like the rest of Star Trek. Yeah. Next gen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, all right. I think we did it. Yeah, me too. Enjoy. I love that. I love that episode. It's so good. Is it uh, the time for me to say the thing? Yes. Computer and program. Hey. Oh. Uh, oh hey. Hey. Um. Hi. Hey, hey, Peter. Are you are you okay? It's like, um, yeah. 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 I I was just I was just I was just up. Um. Okay. I couldn't I couldn't uh uh I, I couldn't stop thinking about that data thing that we were talking about. Um. The. You know, like, because I was like, no, absolutely not. They messed up. But then I started thinking about it. Uh-huh. And he does the, he does the contraction. He says, I'm fine. Uh-huh. And then, and then Picard goes, get rid of that uh, twitch. Yeah. Right? So, Maybe you're right. Maybe it is like a wink at the audience, right? It's a wink at the audience. It's like they're ending on a joke. They always end on a joke. Yeah, yeah. Season one. Yeah, season one, they always end on a joke. I just and like and it's like the two defining factors for like separating lore and data. And so like to have them both, I feel like can't be a mistake. Like that's on purpose. I'm and to have Picard specifically call it out, yeah. I'm. I get it. It's just. It's just changed my worldview. I guess I just needed to. Wow. 
cool. I'm glad that you called me to talk about that at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, I mean, it just, uh, right, yeah, but it was, I figured, I mean, it's pretty important. Yeah, it's pretty important. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Star Trek. Yeah, so. Like, don't maybe do that again. Oh, oh, okay. All right, well, um, Okay, well, I guess uh, we we can do the um, okay. Bye, oh, the bye, bye. Okay, bye, bye. But computer, but we you gotta say the thing. Oh, uh, computer and program. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um. Okay. Bye.